Lane. What's up? Why is Ultraman Orb Dark hanging out with Belial? Because it's my dream duo. Why? I don't know. Well, X can... X... X is, is in your room. X is currently in my room. But you know what he would do if he was here? What? He would schwa that roll call. Okay, Google, play an air horn sound. Sure, playing Let It Go, MLG air horn. <laughs> Google, okay, stop. Google, stop. Okay, Google, stop. Okay, Google, stop. <laughs> Damn, I can't do that. <laughs> okay, Google, schwa the roll call. Sorry, I don't know how to help with that. Then you're useless. <laughs> A.G. Subaraya, the man who created something from nothing. Godzilla. Ultraman. But when those who don't give his franchises enough credit, these podcasters will do it justice. For they are... Kaiju Sentai! Ultra Ranger! Lover of all things, Ultraman. Ultra Yellow Caster, gone. The other son of Belial, Ultra Pinkcaster, late! Spreading the love on one of Japanese beloved franchises. Kaiju Sentai! Ultra Ranger! Shrek! Greetings, everybody, and welcome to Kaiju Sentai Ultra Ranger, the podcast where we talk about Ultraman's past, present, future, Godzilla, and all kaiju in between. I am your host, Ultra Yellow Caster Gar. I am Ultra Pink Caster Lane. Hello. We're back from Anime North. Yes, that is our first news story. We are talking... It was pretty mad. Yeah, Anime North 2019. It kind of sucked. It was mad. I mean, I got a lot of shit. Like... I got two Ultraman figure arts, got some re-soldier stuff, got some games, and then my base purchase was a fucking one-to-one scale Retro Lancer. Gar, put up that picture of me with the Retro Lancer. Bam. Make, make sure you send it to me so I that will. I can put it in. I will. Don't send it to me right now. Make sure you send it to me tomorrow. For fuck's sake. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anime North 2019. It was kind of eh. I think, I think mostly because there was no Tokusatsu stuff on Saturday. So, like, that kind of just made the day go on and on and on. Well, other than that, it was just, uh, it's because, like, it rained and then, like, just, like, I don't know, it just kind of felt like everyone was just, just there. No one was like, yeah, yeah, I know, it's like. Yeah, oh. it's, it's just, they were like, okay, it's anime North time again. I guess I'm doing anime North. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like, to, to the people who do go there and, like, enjoy themselves thoroughly, like, Nothing against you. It's yeah. just for for me personally. I I did the Nomi Noichi. I did the fucking uh, I, I went to the dealer's room like several times. I bought stuff. But that, that's that's what I, what I was there for. You, you know what? So. I, I think that's the reason why uh, it felt so boring. Because since there was no panels that I went to this year, besides from the Keanu Reeves one. Yeah, just like why your name is like considered the best movie ever involving two people. Falling in love across time. Yeah. Which, if you haven't seen your name, what the fuck is wrong with you? No, I'm just gonna watch the Lake House. No, don't go watch the Lake House. But but Keanu Reeves makes out with Sandra Bullock for like a minute. It's fucking 
solid minute. A solid minute. They're just like, om, 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 om. Keanu Reeves is eating her. Whoa. No, that's Tony Robbins. Also, if, if you ever now see Keanu Reeves pre-John Wick, it's fucking weird. I think um, there was a Samurai Jack joke about Keanu Reeves. It was like a... It was Aku from the late from the final season. Just being like, what's wrong? Ugh. He just keeps staying the same age over and over. He doesn't age. And he has that stupid beard. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because Keanu Reeves is like in his 50s. Apparently Keanu Reeves may be attached to that live action Cowboy Bebop film. Oh yeah, well, everyone's, everyone's been expecting him to play Spike. Hmm. Yeah, anyway, North 2019. Kind of, eh. Yeah, but uh, like I said, I got a Valile figure and Orb Dark figure, and they're fucking beautiful. Well, I got a SH Figuarts of Ultraman X, because my fr- uh, one of my online friends that I met at the convention for the first time, we hung out Friday night, it was awesome, and she persuaded me to buy a uh, X Figuart. Yeah, she's like a hardcore X fan, she was really cool, so... I decided I'm like I need to give her. I wanted to give her something, so I gave her my Ultraman X uh, Ultra Crystal. Do it. Which I'm not actually gonna miss that crystal because I like playing it in the Rujaro, so I can make the X transformation song. Gee, it's not like I don't have one. I, mean, I actually don't have one. I, have one. <laughs> I, I collected the crystal sets, not you. Yeah, well, I still need to get the things that I need. I know. But uh, oh yeah, we didn't really get to talk about. The episode, so, uh, we're talking about episodes five, or no, episode six, yeah, episode six of Ultraman, episode six of Tiga, and since this episode's coming out on Friday, and I'm going to make sure it comes out on Friday, uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters will be coming out this weekend, finally. We're going to see it in IMAX, like we said we would. Yeah, we're seeing it in IMAX, so, for our feature discussion, we're talking about the 2014 Godzilla movie. Is it good? Is it bad? You're going to have to stick around and find out. That's right. Immediately skipped, like, the part where you see the Godzilla image. Get out of here, Danny North mascot. Yeah. Poop. All there's right. A, there's no stories. There's no news. Yeah, there is. Oh, there is? Oh, fuck. Yeah, there's plenty of news. Whoa! So, uh, voice actor Mamoru Miyano will be uh, a guest at Anime Expo 2019 this year. Oh. In which he is... For the Toku community, he is most famously known for voicing Ultraman Zero. <laughs> you, you guys are 20,000 years too early to see me at this convention. Yeah. Everyone will be like, ah! Uh, he is also known as Ferocious Knight D in Zuden Sentai Kyoriger, as well as the movie Kyoriger Gabriel Children Music. Uh, okay, I don't remember who that was. I don't remember it. I have a feeling I know who it is. I just want to double check. See, I was thinking of, like, Tokyuger, like Tokati's imaginary hero. Oh, Kyori Navy. Oh, he's Kyori Navy. Okay. Cool. Well, he's voiced by Ultraman Zero? I guess so. Neat. Ultraman Zero became a baddie. Became the Dark Ranger. And I don't... Yeah, they did adapt this guy for Dino Supercharge. I just don't remember his name. What was it? I'm just going to scroll down. Night D. No, no, like, uh, I could, no, but, 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 heck, no. Badusa. Badusa? Oh, why? Because he has, like, fucking 
snake hair. Yeah, yeah, he turned people to stone. He did. Dude's so that's awful. Yeah. You be ashamed of yourself. So hey, long. if it weren't for him, Shelby wouldn't have learned to create uh, Megazords. So that's how they got Tobaspino in the in the show. Oh, okay. Shelby created the Zord because they couldn't use the others because they were all frozen. Wait, Shelby did it, not fucking. No, uh, so Zena Wing, who was Torin in the in yeah. the American version, he told her on how the Megazords came to be. So apparently, what you need is that you need a piece of the DNA of a dinosaur, or like some sort of thing, like a bone. And you also need, like, the powers of the Energems. Sure you're not talking about frickin', um, Miss Morgan or whatever like that? Nope, she was frozen. Okay! It was Shelby... What the fuck, Shelby? Well, yeah, I guess Shelby is, like... Tyler's dad and Prince Philip helped. Well, no, I, I guess I gotta remember Shelby. Shelby was actually, like, decently smart. Yep. She knew her shit. No, I'm just remembering how weird the Curator monster designs are. That's from Go Kaiser. Remember Santa Claus? Oh my god. Or, remember, the, remember the Four Seasons guys? Oh yeah. by fucking Brooke. <laughs> Anyways. Sorry. Cool. Sorry. Zero. <laughs> it's good that he's going to Anime Expo. Ichi went that, to that like 11 years ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he'll be at Anime Expo. Fucking Raven met Solid Snake. Yeah, that's fucking dope. Oh, you met Solid Snake? He got taught by Solid Snake. Well, how about this? How about we buy the Zero figure for $45? Yeah, it's probably Amazon US, so it's probably like $60, $70. Yeah. Anyways, next news story. Uh, speaking about things happening in July, uh, Sunshine City is hosting a Ultraman festival in July. Uh, 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 this year... The festival will return on Friday, July 19th, which will be around the time when the first episode of Ultraman debuted, which was July 17th, 1966. I'm trying to get there. Yeah. The theme this year is Parents and Children, Each Generation's Own Ultraman. It's a tribute to the many generations that Ultraman's fans cross. I swear to God, that was Rube. Rube was about, like, fucking bonding and parents and children. Okay. Well, this one's more about how, like, the old with the new. Oh, uh, yeah. In a more actual way. Uh, Super I also notes that one, in quote, must-see spot is the parent and child amazing big photo spot. A giant exposition uh, featuring Ultraman Taiga and Ultraman Taro at the festival entrance. Taiga and Taro are known as the parent and child Ultraman duo. Additionally, this is the 10 year anniversary of Ultraman Zero's first appearance. <laughs> and a special museum featuring the title character will be available to see. Wow. Wow, how they're completely ignoring the fact that fucking Zero and Ultra 7 are the original parent child duo. That's that's awful. Their time has come. Way to way to insult Ultraman Zero and fucking Ultra Seven. No, the actual true parent and child duo is Ultraman Taiga and Taro. No, everyone knows that the true true father and son relationship is Belial and Jeed. Well, yeah, duh. Even though Jeed's technically a clone and not a child. 
Eh. If anything, he's a test tube baby, which technically makes him a clone. No, but he's... It, it's still... Still... He's a, he sees him as his son. Uh, other bonuses will include an event exclusive gift in various areas to take pictures and be absorbed in the world of Ultraman. Can I go is, to this? Is a zero figure? We're getting fucking shiny zero. Can, can I just... Can I go to this event? Yeah. Sorry, you gotta have a kid with you. Man, you're coming with me. <laughs> I'm older than you. Uh, the event will be split into two parts, with part one running from July 19th to August 6th, and part two running from August 8th to the 26th. Alright then. August 7th will be used for maintenance. Event hours will be from 10am to 5.30pm, with 5pm being the last entrance. Finally, the Ultraman Festival will be held in Expedition... Exposition... Exhibi Ex Exhibition Hall B on the fourth floor of the Sunshine Boonka Kaikan building. I know my words. Yeah, huh? For, for more information, fans can visit the official Ultraman Festival 2019 website and the official event Twitter account. That. Let's go to that. Uh, I'm sure, Gar, I'll just get my tickets to Japan right away. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, our tagline is all kaiju in between. But what the fuck is this movie? Uh, apparently, there's a sci-fi original movie called Monster Island. Oh, good. So, it's one of those shitty fucking, like... Sharknado type of things. Yeah. Uh, Monster Island features a story of a gigantic kaiju rampaging on Earth and leaving only destruction in its path. How original. Uh, the heroes must meet with a specialist versed in a monster lore to save humanity. Asylum Entertainment brought on Matt Frank to create a brand new kaiju design for the film. Okay. So, Matt Frank, the guy best known for doing the Godzilla comics, he created this new kaiju named Tengu. Tengu Warriors? Tengu Warriors. Pengu? Anyways, that looks weird, like, cool, I guess. Yeah. This looks like a starfish. Looks like Starro from Justice League. Or from DC Comics. Uh, okay, when I was reading this news story yesterday while preparing for this, I just find it funny, because, like, they mentioned, like, like stars like Margaret Wood, Nata uh, Natalie Robbie, uh, Donna Carmack Thompson, Adrian Bodek and Chris Fisher. And it's like, additionally, Eric Roberts and Toshi Toda make special guest appearances in the movie as well. I looked up their Wikipedias. They're just also unknowns. Oh, okay. I was like, Toshi Toda sounds kind of familiar, but so, I guess not. So it's like, why, why do they get, like, the special treatment when they're also just unknown actors? Uh, the movie will premiere on the Sci-Fi Channel on June 1st, 2019, and will release on DVD and on-demand services starting June 13th. Can I get in line to not see this? Hmm. No. Oh, well. Uh, speaking of more kaiju in between, hey, remember that kaiju ward Gallus? Yep. Yeah, apparently they did the Ryu Soldier dance. Of course they did. And why is there no link? I want my link. Is this the link? Oh, there is an actual video. I'm gonna say, wait a minute. 
Wait a minute. What? Lane. What? Isn't that the lab? Isn't that yeah. Riku's house? Yeah, it's Nebula House. Why is the Nebula House in Ryu Soldier? I don't know. So this is an actual place? Yeah. Well, no, I always assumed it was. It's an observatory. I never knew it was an actual place. I thought it was just a set piece. Nope. Let's see if there's any comments on the roof. No, no, they're all in Japanese. They're all in kanji. Oh. Cool! Burr. Yeah. Oh, no, they got the fashion list. No, 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 no. The weirdest thing is that they call Kaiju War Gallus a miniseries, but so far they've only released episode one, oh. and that was it. Oh. Hey, at least we get to see the Hurricanes do the dance. Yeah. That's cute. Ah, what am I? On to toy news. The... Uh, Premium Bandai just announced a Ultra Replica of the Cosmos Pluck. Yay! AKA the Ultraman Cosmos Transformation Device. So you can go, Cosmos! Cosmos! It's a flower. Oh my goodness, it is a flower. It's a blooming flower. I never noticed that. I think that's a dumb name for it, the Cosmo Pluck. Uh, no, it's the Cosmos Pluck. Uh, will include sound effects that are heard from the TV series, which are the transformation sound, uh, proximity stone sounds, and main title and opening theme, TV size. Alright. Luna and Chrono Mode themes, Birth of Eclipse, and many more will cost... Oh, uh, it will cost 8,800 yen and will be shipped out in October and pre-orders are now open. Boom. I also realized this week that I missed out on buying the uh, the Ultra Replica Genghis Bark. Aww. So I'm going to have to hunt that down. Yep. But uh, speaking of Genga, we finally got a, bleh, we finally got a release date for the SH figures and the price. And it's a retail release, as usual with these Ultra Man figures. That's why they're cool. They're all I think every single one of them is Premium Bandai. Not Dark. Well, that's a Tom... It's a repaint exclusive figure. No shit. You're shit right. Still looks nice, though. That's not meant to be sold in stores. I know. But you're like, oh, every figure is a fucking retail release. I want one of them. Not counting exclusive convention event versions. Unless I could be wrong. I think Juggler and, like... Um, I think Juggler and Royal Mega Master were Tommy Shinations. Mm. Yeah, SH Figuarts Ultraman Ginga coming out in October for 6,050 yen. It's looking good. Yeah, he looks gorgeous. Like, like so gorgeous. I want it. I want it so badly. Uh, I always like his design. I like, like how different he looks than like any other Ultraman. I also find it funny how the first Ultraman, the new generation era, is the last one to get the SH figures treatment. Right. Because they started doing these with Orb. Yep. So, let's see. They started doing them with Orb. Then they did Jeed. And then they did, they did Zero, but Zero technically doesn't count as a new gen hero. Rosso and Blue. Then they did X. No, X happened after Jeed. Then they did... Rosso Blue, 
Vic 3 is coming out this month, which I'm glad to get that. And Ginga. So, yeah. Yeah, I still need to hunt down a Jeeb. Hopefully we can go back to the Showa era soon to finish up the Brothers. I get Belial Atrocious as well. And that is pretty much it for news, aside from the fact that I am also... As of this episode's release, I will be jobless. Aww. Yeah, I, I think I should tell everybody now that I lost my job. Well, not, not, not because you got fired. Yeah, or not because like I got it's fired. Because my work can, actually shut down. Yeah, because the place you work said it's being replaced with a condo. Yeah, my workplace got bought out by a condo. And I feel sorry for all of us. But at least I still got Ultramans. There you go. But, that, but now I need to find a new job before Tiger, so I can buy all the Tiger stuff. Gotta buy more Ultramans. Oh my god, this just in. Fucking Bruce Cage is coming back. What? Oh look, it's Josh. Wow, Blue looks way more fucking defined. Let me see. I want to see. What the... Ah! Right, get rid of it. Get rid of it. You can't, you can't really play this lane. Because you gotta stop playing it. Oh yeah, your fucking magenta's there too. No shit. I did not realize that blue was a fucking girl for a long, long time. I keep forgetting blue's a girl. Yeah, blue's a girl. <laughs> so who the fuck, who the fuck did like Steve let him do his house? See, everyone knows Steve just let, like Walt. Steve, well, Steve left the show because the actor was losing his hair, so he's like, I want to. Yeah. Lose my hair on the show. And then now he's, now he's in a, in a I, notebook. I'm shocked that they're not replacing the notebook with an iPad. Yeah, right? With the notebook handy, app. Handy dandy iPad. Yeah, you know, the handy dandy. Tablet. No. Uh, yeah, tablet. In which he pulls out like a penny from it. Like and like he draws it out on the tablet. That's like an email. Yeah. <laughs> emails instead of letters. We just got an email. I wonder, I wonder who, who it's from. from. It's spam. No, uh, if you want to see a, a good Blue's Clues parody, go watch Michael Keaton on Saturday Night Live. It is one of the funniest things ever. <laughs> yeah, Michael Keaton was on SNL. I think it was back when Spider-Man Homecoming was coming out. Oh. And he was, like, it's a Blue's Clues type of, like, show parody. Or it, it's, okay, it's more like Pee-wee's Playhouse. Yeah. But it's one of the funniest things in the face. Oh, cut time. Yep. Oh, did you find it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways, an Ultraman! <laughs> so, episode six, the Coast Guard Order. What is with all these episodes involving water? The last three episodes have been nothing but what? What is this fucking One Piece? Sure. One Piece Ultraman? One Piece doesn't always take place on the water. It always goes from island to island. Yeah, it's surrounded by fucking water! Uh-huh. Except for that one arc where they went into the sky. Oh, right. That's a thing. And then they dropped down from the fucking sky into the ocean. They almost broke their ship. Um, anyways... <laughs> So, yeah, so this episode apparently involved 
chocolate, a giant sea monster, and diamond smuggling. So, woo what, what, what was the name of the kaiju again? Um, I don't know. Can, can you take a guess? Gessera, that was it. Ah, uh, Gessera, that's right. Yeah, Gessera. We saw him in Ultraman X, but that was King Gessera. This is ordinary Gessera. Uh, that's why they're familiar. But yeah, so the name of this episode's gonna be Take a Gessera. Take a Gessera. Take a Gessera. Take a Gessera. Uh, so yeah, so uh, this this episode focuses mainly around fucking Hoshino, or Yoshino, or the fuck the kid's name is. Hoshino. Hoshino. Hoshino and, and, and his two little fuck, fuck-tired friends. Whoa. I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, Chiro and who kept girl. Losing, who kept losing his shoe. Her name was like Yuki. Nope, they never mentioned her name at all this episode. Well, anyways, um... So, apparently there's this infamous, very famous diamond smuggler named... Diamond uh, Kick. Diamond Kick. Diamond Kick. So, apparently he smuggled a bunch of diamonds in, or uh, the ship, the Columbia Maru, uh, is what it's Columbia called. Columbia Maru. So, apparently they smuggled diamonds into a bag of cocoa beans, and so, like, they're trying to find, like, their diamonds, whatever like that. Um, but then also one of, like, Hoshino's friends is like, Oh, it's a monster! And, like, Hoshino, for some reason, doesn't believe him. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, there, there's no monster out there. I'm like, you're part of a fucking group that specializes in shit like this. Every- Why don't you believe that there's a monster out there? Because everyone's a fucking idiot. No, and fucking, like... Just, just they can't keep track... Oh, it's like, oh, that's not real. You fought, you, 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 this is what you, you fought aliens. Yeah, you just fought like a garbage bag monster last week. He wasn't wasn't there last week. He doesn't doesn't remember that. Last thing he did was help, was freaking use the spider shot to take down uh, one of the kaijus that could turn invisible. Yeah. And then fight Raygun. Fight, running away from him. But like. So then, like, he calls the science patrol saying, like, oh, we saw... We saw diamond smugglers. Yeah, we saw a diamond kick, and, like, us, Asashi, or Arashi, is just like, oh, uh-huh, yeah, sure, Hoshino, all right, you stay the fuck there, okay, bye-bye. Well, no, he's not, he, no, he's not like that. Well, it's kind of like that, but he's also like, yeah, that's police work. We're the science patrol. We take care of paranormal shit. Yeah, but he also thought he was just kind of fucking around with Yeah, him. he's like, like, go home and call the police. Yeah, Remember. no, 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 don't go after him. <laughs> don't go after him yeah and so like he tells the rest of the science patrol and like Hayata's just like yeah no there's some bullshit about it. we should go like investigate it oh yeah cause Fuji's like oh yeah like a 45 foot dead shark corpse and 65 foot yeah 65 foot shark uh, corpse landed on the shore of Yokohama and Hayata's just like wait what did you say and it's like how did a shark get that big I, I just wanted an Ultraman's head to be like, 65 feet. That's, that's a tiny shark on my planet. <laughs> on my planet, sharks are 200 feet. Yeah, so apparently in the, in the Tokyo Bay or whatever like that, they, like, dump a shit ton of, like, toxic waste and, like, bad shit in it. So that's what that's what causes... Like, Everything's our so, fucking fault. So apparently Gesero is actually, like, an even smaller fucking monster, like Kaiju, but then, like, because of all the toxic waste in it, it just grew bigger. 
and it's obsessed with cocoa beans, so it likes chocolate. It eats chocolate it's in chocolate. South America. Yeah. And it followed the ship. Yeah, it followed Columbia Maru to fucking Tokyo. So, of course, like, the smugglers or whatever are trying to, like, find their diamonds, and then the kids walk in. One of them loses their shoe, because, like, the joke of the whole episode is, oh, his shoe keeps coming off. I'm like, hey. <laughs> so then the diamond kick or whatever, like, kidnaps the kids. So then, kidnaps like, the children. But then Gesera shows up, and I will say, Gesera is definitely a step up from fucking Green Bonds, because he, he looks like this, like, creepy fucking fish monster. And you know what? Yeah, he looks like a creepy fucking fish monster. I like, I like he has, like, different, like, his whole design is different because he has, like, he's all, like, kind of fishy at the front, but then on the, like, the other half, back half of him is, like, all, like, white and has, like, these, like, kind of, like, prickles on him mm-hmm. and stuff. And, like, you know, and he has, like, these wide eyes and he just looks like this, like, really creepy fish fucking monster and he looks really cool. Wow. So, so I will say is he step up from Green Mons, but I don't see anything to step up from Green Mons. Even Birdon looks better than Green Mons. Oh. That's saying a lot because I fucking hate Birdon. Balls for balls for face. Balls balls are his fucking chin. Balls aren't space. Uh. uh so yeah, and then like So then so because guests were showed up, the science was like, alright, alright, we gotta go fucking dis- like deploy, so they go and deploy. Let's all go get the giant fish. Gentlemen, we're going fishing today. So it's interesting because, like, the kids are, like, trying to, like, formulate a plan to escape. And, you know, they're trying to sneak out. And then, like, it's just, like, so much shit happens in this episode. It's fucking weird. Chiro fucking sneezes. Yeah, he sneezes and they catch them. But, uh, it's like, so, the sci- and then there's also the science patrol plot involving Gesera. So their plan is to basically take the cocoa beans that are in the warehouse already and drop them, like, to make a trail out into the ocean so that yeah, Gesera just kind of fucks off. Fucks off. And, like, he, like you see, like, it's cute because, like, Gesera's, like, in the water and stuff like that and he goes up to, like, the ship, the Columbia Maru, and he's just, like, it's like a model of a ship, whatever, but he's just, like, you know, oh, no, bashing what? it and stuff and... Causing, like, floods everywhere. And... Now I'm just thinking, how deep was that pool Superhead made? Yeah, probably, like, a couple, like, a foot. No, it's probably... Like, two feet. Two feet or more deeper. Yeah. Deep enough that they're just like... De- deep enough to be submerged into the water. So, so then... Let's say four feet. So then, like, eventually they do find the kids, and, like... Uh, like, Hayata, like, goes in to, like, try to... Get the diamond smugglers. Get the diamond smugglers, but then, like, the building collapses because Gesper's just, like, pissed off, and he's, like, wrecking the building and everything. You could say he's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. And then there's just this stupid fucking thing where Diamond Kick sees Gesper from outside of this window where he, like, he's in in the warehouse, and he has this tiny little fucking pistol... And he shoots Gessera from this window, even though Gessera is super far away. And I'm just like, no. No, 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 no. You can't do that. That's stupid. That's so unrealistic. It would not fucking hit him. But it would be the legit answer. You see something like that, you fucking shoot it. Yeah, but it's... Anyways, so... Hayato's, like, gets trapped underneath some rubble and, like, his beta capsule is, like, out of reach. And, like, everyone everyone thinks he's fucking dead. Oh, no. So then, like, so then, like, the, like, 
Ida and Arashi like take out their fucking super guns and they're just like this is for Hayato <laughs> and like it does nothing because like these guns never fucking do anything. That's why I liked an X because an X they actually made a gun attachment that actually could fucking kill a kaiju and then they did. That's why the ultra laser is the best gun. It's an Ultraman gun. It's Ultraman gun. Go go gadget gun. Um. And so, yeah, then Hayata actually gets the capsule, and he transforms into Ultraman, and... He kills or beats him. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, I don't think I ever saw him blow him up or anything like that. So, the thing with Gesra was that his weak point was his top fin, and when removed, it weakened him. But, but also, for some fucking reason, I guess the three-minute concept for Ultraman's color timer wasn't a thing yet. Because within 10 seconds of Ultraman being on screen, just really his fucking color timer starts going off. And we're like, oh no, Ultraman's dying! Yeah, it's like, are you fucking you want, shitting me? You want to know how long that fight was? Oh. Three minutes. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And like, actually, me, I, I, you know what, this is probably an obvious observation too, but the color timer is actually the equivalent to like a heartbeat. I never realized that. Me neither. Now. So I like it when you hear like the it's just their heart fucking beating. Because their color time is probably their heart. That's what I like to think. Well, apparently it's like an add-on piece or something. Oh. Is it to like control their power or something, I guess? Maybe. Wow, so they didn't have color timers? They're fucking, they'd just be fucking invincible, broken-ass fucking aliens. Wow. Imagine it like a cooking timer. Uh, yeah, so he fights, he fights, um... He gets tossed into the water. And just, I feel sorry for that, Sue Doctor. Yeah. I feel sorry for Ben Furuya. Um. And yeah, he just rips off the top fin of freaking Gesera, and Gesera is just, oh no, I guess I'm leaving now. And then, like, yeah, Hyde like, walks out, and he's just like, oh, shucks, I missed Ultraman again. Oopsie. We all know you're fucking and then, like, oh, oh, what I love is, though, when they rescue the kids, like, uh, Arashi, whatever, like, has his Chiro shoe, so he, like, immediately puts on his shoe, and then after, he's like, oh, Chiro, you lost your shoe again, oh, that's me, I guess, guess her, uh, <laughs> it's like, fuck off. Um, no, uh, because it's like, oh, as your reward for catching the smugglers, here's some chocolate, and, like, he's like, ooh, chocolate, it's like, oh, no, he's a guess her. <laughs> so Hoshino, you wanna hang out tomorrow? Uh no, you're only episode of the day characters. Which means get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. I don't think we see them again. We probably do. I'm not sure. Probably not. It's been like five It's been one week. <laughs> six years since I've seen the original Ultraman. There you go. Six years? Yeah, I saw this when freaking Genga came out. Oh wow, fuck. On those Crappy Milk Creek DVDs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so the, this was a good episode. Was, I, I like I like that I had like a subplot, but like I don't know, I just like I don't like any episodes involving kids. But again, it was the fucking sixties. Welcome to the sixties. Uh 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 uh. Anyways, on to Tiga.
So, Ultraman Tiga, episode six, second contact. Wait, what happened to the first contact? That was episode one. Oh, wait, no, that was Star Trek. Star Trek oh, no, it's first second contact. contact because it's Hori trying to, like, contact. Oh. Yeah. So we got horn folks. Well, actually, I'm going to admit, I, I, when the first time I watched this episode, like, I don't know why, but like, Tiga really like, it just really takes me away from my attention span. So like, I cannot like focus for some goddamn reason. So I like end up missing so much of the episode. So before I recorded, I actually rewatched it and like paid really fucking close attention so I could understand what happened. So. I actually picked up on more of the episode than I originally had, so I'm glad I did that. So good. Well, yeah, like it's a, it's not that like I'm not interested in watching the show. It's just I don't know why. Like I, I think it's because it's episodic that like. Oh, there's like no. There's no real plot to the episode, so that's why it kind of doesn't catch my interest as, e- as easily. Well, neither, neither was Ultraman X. X was episodic. <sighs> Yeah, but the, the characters are really good, so... I don't know. It just, Tiga, just Tiga seems bland right now. Maybe it gets better later, I'm hoping so. We're, like, we're only six episodes. If, if, probably if I was watching this, like, week consistently, week. like, at one after the other, then it would be, like, more interesting, but... That may be it, too. Um, but yeah, so I, re- I rewatched this episode again, and so... Yeah, so it's, it's a horror-focused episode, but it's not the horror episode I want. Oh, I, want, so I want one involving I want one involving love. Oh, me so horny, me so stupid. Uh, yeah, I rewatched uh, a bit of forty year old version. I, I still love that movie. I I can't get over it. Like I I don't know why. I watched it recently too, and I just didn't find it as funny. Aww. Maybe if they were younger, I feel like it would be better. No, I like it that they're older adults. So it's, it's called the forty year old version. Uh, yeah, this episode focuses on two kaijus, kind well, of. one. One, yeah, but one. two forms. There is the critters, which apparently live in the Enosphere, mm. which is apparently an actual place. Yeah, fun space. Well, yeah, Ion Sphere. There's Stratosphere, Atmosphere, Ion Sphere. Why do all these things end in fear? Oh, that was a fucking, uh... Jimmy Nitro movie. Like, oh. Yeah, that's how I learned about hey that. Jimmy, how come we don't need helmets when we're up in space? <laughs> well, she. Well, she. So, so yeah. So this is about the 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 research science ship Finch, and it is uh, releasing something called the God's Eye, which is like some kind of. Um, it's like a it's like a probe, like a so, drone. So like yeah, so they're like they're they're looking towards like this dark mysterious cloud. dark mysterious cloud because like and Hori Hori was supposed to go with this research team because like the professor Professor Mizuno he's like a mentor to Hori. So I think he didn't go or he would have fucking died. I was getting there. So he um yeah so Hori was supposed to go but then I guess something happened that he couldn't like we don't we don't even know why. He's just, he's just, he's just lying. He's just standing outside, outside the base, just being like, "Oh man, I really wish I could have gone with them." Oh, Darn. Well, I, I could, I wish I could have went, but my legs, my legs broke. broke it. <laughs> ah! 
Yeah, um, that's a funny story. Well, maybe it's but... because since he's a part of Guts, he couldn't go. Because he's like, no, you got important, you got more important duties than... You, you got gut shit to do, right? Yeah, you got, you got super gut shit to do. No, wait, that's Dino. You got gut shit to do. Um, but yeah, so... Like, uh, they go, the Finch goes into this cloud. Oh, yeah, and they have, like, a white person with them. And she's, like, Whoa. speaking, she's speaking, like, awkward Japanese. Just say American, man. <laughs> well, it is. It's a, it's a white person. Yeah, it's a white person. So, so, and she's, like, speaking, like, Japanese as, like, well as a white person can. No, and not then, as good like, as M11. She, she goes, first contact. And then, like, blah, 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 blah. And she has, like, this really awkward smile on her. So, but, yeah, so they get, they go, they go into this cloud, and then... They pretty much get engulfed, and yeah, I didn't catch this the first time I watched the episode, but when I rewatched it a second time, I was like, oh, they died, because, like, later on, like, Hori, like, finds, like, fragments of metal in in the cloud, or in the cocoon, and it's like, oh, they're remains of the finch, and it's like, oh, fuck, they're dead. <laughs> they did. But somehow Daigo didn't die. He has something called plot armor, mm-hmm. and main character. Or maybe, maybe the Gutswing one is just like made of better stuff. It's made of aluminum. <laughs> just this. <laughs> what kept this baby together? Duct tape. Um. No guts tape. It's like so, duct tape, but with guts. So yeah, like Hori. Hori's really upset when he finds out that like oh the the Finch disappeared. So she's like oh no my mentor. Oh no. Um, so yeah, so then, like, they're like, oh yeah, we sent Daigo out to, like, go investigate the cloud, and... He also uh, goes fucking this thing. He also gets sucked into the cloud. So then, like, Hori's just like, alright, we gotta, like, figure out what this thing is, and, um... So we, we see, like, the creature, like, forms, like, a cocoon, and then, like, bursts from the cocoon. And it is, um... Gazort. Yeah, Gazort. 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 Yeah. Kazoo? No. And it's like this weird, like, bat snake Man creature, creature thing. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, I don't like its shape. It's shape's weird. I like its, I like its head, though. Its head looks cool. It's, uh, uh, I got nothing. <laughs> um, so, like, what apparently we find out is that apparently there are, like, these, there's, like, a race of flying creatures that live solely in the sky. And, like, uh, one of the, one of the Guts members is just like, well, how the, how the fuck do they survive out there? And it's like, I, I don't know. So, what we, we find out later, like, an interesting twist, because, like, Hori, like, figures out, like, oh, we can communicate with the, with the kaiju. So, he, like, ma- makes a translator, or, like, uses the translator to, like, talk to it. And it's like saying, oh, you're my friend. It's like, oh, yeah, you see? Like, these are friends. Stuff like that. Yeah, I want to eat you. So apparently they survive in the sky by eating each other. You'll be a treat. Yeah, I think the translator's broken. No, you said you'll be a treat. And like he starts coming in closer, be like, oh shit. And he like looks, already looks up at it, and he's just like, ah! he's just like screaming. Or he's just shitting himself. Right yeah, he's just shitting himself. And so it's like it's funny because like one of the other one of the other gets members like he's just trying to like shoot this fucker down. Oh yeah, down. Shinjo. Yeah, and Hori's just like, fi- no, don't fire on it. I'm finally learning all the characters' names. Right, all the captains' names lead aft. Or Iruma. Yeah, they probably lead aft. And Cap- Captain Iruma, Commander Munakatana, uh, Hori Daigo. Daigo, Hori, Shinjo, Reina, and Yasumi. There you go. See, I know all seven. Good job. Um, so then, like, 
Daigo somehow gets out of, like, the remnants of the cocoon, and so then, like... Well, the cocoon breaks open. Yeah, the cocoon breaks open. Um, so, but yeah, like, uh, Gazord's, like, fucking just killing everybody. And, like, the worst part is that Hori's kind of upset about all this. Yeah, because he didn't want this, any of this to happen. Yeah, so, the reason why Hori really believed in Dr. Or, sorry, Professor Mizuno, uh, was simply because he never gave up on Hori, and so, like, Hori never gave up on him. Oh, yeah, and he told him to hold on to his dreams. Yeah, dreams, like, always make sure that your dreams happen. Remember, be yourself. Remember, be yourself. <laughs> Still need to see the new Aladdin movie. Me too. Um, so anyways. So yeah, uh, yeah, Daigo wakes up, sees Gazork, be like, well, Tika well, time. All times, <laughs> yeah, just like can see Peter Parker just be like. Tika time. Tika time. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not sure for this. I'm not sure now I kind of just want to make the thumbnail Peter Parker for Spider-Man 2, but with Tika's face. Yeah, just Tika time. Tika time. <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying for this. There we go. Pizza time. I don't want pizza. Lane, it's like not even noon. It's almost noon. You don't need pizza now. It's 12 o'clock. <laughs> What time do they stop selling breakfast? It's three o'clock. Some McDonald's sell breakfast all day. No, McDonald's sells breakfast all day. They have beer. Now they do. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it's like, it's Tika time, and Tika transforms, and apparently, we have, we kind of seen this before, but it's the first time we noticed that Tika does the traditional, like, growing, yeah, growing the, shot. Yeah, the growing shot, and it looks weird it's all cgi it's all cg it's like a cgi tiga so that's why i'm like kind of was like what the fuck Subarai? usually you're like you're very prideful in like using practical effects for all your shit but i guess it was because it's the 90s oh it's new ultraman new generation everyone will, all the kids will look the cgi crap <laughs> it looked good back in the day you know what also looked good back in the day? Hmm? Pokemon Stadium. Yeah, that still looks good, man. Oh, that look, oh. No, they look great. Get an HD remaster of that, please. Yeah, it's called Sword and Shield. No. <laughs> uh, switch card you can get. Let's win money. <laughs> so, yeah, now, like, the only disappointment about Tiga that I'll say is that the recent episodes is that once Tiga's done the fight, or like once Tiga shows up, you know that's the rest of the episode. Tiga fights the kaiju, Tiga wins, of course, and then that was it. Yeah, I mean, like we never get like a finished plot with like the rest of the characters. Like, uh, like uh, episode two we did because yeah. it was like Daigo finding out and he's like, oh, I want to be Tiga. Yeah, episode one, two were. Episode three, there was somewhat of an epilogue. Mm-hmm. Uh,. Episode 4, there wasn't. Episode 5, there kind of was. Mm-hmm. But then this episode also wasn't. It was like kind of like episode 4 in a way. There was like a minute or two left of the episode, and then that was it. Yeah. Um, anyways, so yeah, 
so Tika like fights fights Gazort, and you know he's like flying around and stuff like that. And then, I mean, he he actually he fakes him out, which is actually interesting. He like makes him think he's dead, and then you see like like Tika about to do is like shh, like, yeah, and, like, like look up into the sky and, fly. and then, like but then Gazort's just like ah surprise, fuck face, surprise, <laughs> motherfucker. So he That's like grabs him, and, but then like I guess somehow during this fight, this fucking Tiga turns into Sky type, and then he starts like flying, and like Gazort's chasing him, firing at him. Then dual fates happen. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so so we got a Google Home Mini. So like we we were just fucking around with it all day yesterday, and I think that's one of the reasons also why I couldn't pay attention to the fucking Tiga episode because we were having too much fun with the fucking Google Mini. So then we played Duel of the Fates during like the final confrontation, and it just it synced up really well. It's mm-hmm. funny. Um, but it doesn't sync up as well as uh, Ginga versus Dark Lord. Oh, that was that was great. That I still need a frick. That I still need to work on. Yep. Um. So yeah, then uh, he he hits him down with like a kind of like this like energy like punch attack or something. Oh. Um. I wrote it down. The flash bomber attack. Oh, it's the flash bomber. Yeah, cool. flash bomber. So then, and then he hits him with like the the move that I always remember them reusing for, in the Tiga dub all the time, which is him going, and like, just oh, oh, like throwing the blast out with the one arm. The Rambolt lightning bolt. Yeah. Bullet. So I remember in the Tiga dub on four kids, they always used that same shot, like for all of his final attacks. He's the one ten stories high. Sick world, fucking man. He's the one for all mankind. Sick world. I kind of wish that show wasn't lost to time. Well, it's like like some episodes do exist online, but unfortunately, only like five out of the twenty five episodes are actually online. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So Tiga defeats him, and that's it. It was kind of it, the Gazork reverts back into individual critters and flies up back into the Inosphere. And then fucking Maria's just like, "Oh, they look like angels." I'm like, "No, they're not." No, no, no. But Not at all. It's like, <laughs> Hori wishes his, profess- his professor could have seen them, but he probably would be scared to know what they truly were. Monsters. 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 Uh, but yeah, overall, it was a pretty okay episode of Tiga. I- I'm kind of with you on this boat, where Tiga, I, was expe- like, I wasn't expecting better, but I was at least expecting not this. Oh, it just seems like the formula is the same. Just like it starts out with like character stuff, then a kaiju shows up, they fuck things around, and then they have like you know all this like techno battle, and then Tiga fights, and then that's it. Then again, people would be like, "Oh, but like, why don't you say this about the original Ultraman?" It's like that. It just that has like nineteen sixties charm, where it's like it's goofy, but. We know it's goofy. Yeah. Where here, it's like... Okay. What the fuck? So, yeah, Tiga, you're, you're a little a little bland at the moment, so hopefully you get better. Smarten up. Smarten the fuck up, Tiga. Why can't it just be episode 49 yet? Right. Why episode 49, damn it. Anyways. Let's talk about Godzilla. <laughs> That's 98 Godzilla. Oh. Well, don't worry. This gets to it. So, story time quickly. Uh, Tristar, back in the 90s, announced that they were going to do a trilogy of Godzilla films. Oh, yeah. They released the first one in 1998. 
it fucking bombed. Yep. Or it just wasn't good with critics. So they canceled the two sequels. Then in 2003, TriStar lost the license to make more Godzilla movies. But in 2010, uh, Legendary Pictures announced that they acquired the rights to it. And uh, they had, I think it was 2011 or 2012, the first test footage showed up for Godzilla. And it was greenlit for a movie coming out in 2014 with a sequel immediately in production. Also, Toho was just like, no, we're done making Godzilla movies. To the point where they actually demolished their uh, their uh, pool. Oh. So that they can not do underwater scenes. Oh. After Godzilla Final Wars, Toho was kind of done. So Godzilla kind of just stayed dormant for like, what? Ten, ten years. Ten years. Yeah, and then after they after Godzilla 2014 came out, Toho was like, alright, we'll, sh- we'll, we'll show you. And then 2017, they made, oh, my Sh- beer. they made Shin Godzilla. Because they're like, we can make a more terrifying Godzilla movie than fucking America. Well, it wasn't even that. It, just, it sparked interest in Toho making a, like, a new Godzilla. Uh, and now they're actually more inspired by Legendary being like, alright, we're going to make, after you guys are done, we're going to make our own like cinematic, cinematic universe. With, our, with each monster getting their own movie. Yep. Rod- a new Rodan. A new Mothman. A new space amoeba movie. New Baragon. Can we can we have can we have a Mega Godzilla solo film? <laughs> Where it's like a uh, Gundam seed. Sure. Sure. Just with, just with Godzilla. Just with Mega Godzilla. Uh. So yeah. So Godzilla 2014. I have to say this is my third time seeing this movie now, and I lost track on how many times I've seen this. I movie. still like this movie. I I really enjoyed still. Because, like, the the, complaint, the biggest complaint everyone has about this movie is, like, oh, Godzilla shows up for, like, seven minutes in the whole film, and it's, like, a two-hour film. The two-hour and three-minute film, Godzilla only shows up right at the first hour mark, and then fucking vanishes again. Well, yeah, because, like, that, again, like, it does that doesn't bother me, because, like, and now people are apparently complaining that in King of the Monsters, there's too many, there's too much of the, the monsters battling, it's like, oh, no! That's so bad. No, I, I will say this. This movie does... It's not the greatest in the world. Like, I'm currently on the Blu-ray looking at it. And look, just... It's not the greatest in the world. But it at least sparked interest in Godzilla again into the mainstream. Yeah. Uh, but no. Like, because, like, the first hour of this movie, like, you're supposed to just, like, you know... It's building up the plots. It's setting us up for what's ahead. Right. So... Is that the script? Uh, so, like, you know, this movie starts, so, like, I like the opening to this movie because it kind of shows, like, those, like, classified, like, ooms. Oh, with the credits in the beginning of the movie? Yeah. Yeah, so I like that. Yeah, it shows, like, the, like, the found footage and, like, you know, oh, this is classified, ooh, like, reports of a monster and stuff like that. And it's, like, really cool. Um, but yeah, it starts in the Philippines where uh, Ken Watanabe's character, Doctor Sarazawa, which yeah, I mean Garvey didn't realize. That. Oh. oh, he's the die patch dude from the original. Who means the oxygen destroyer, which means probably in King of the Monsters he designs the oxygen destroyer. I'll, I'll just laugh if he gets injured in King of the Monsters. And he and just has he, an eye patch. He just has the eye patch. But I think they won't do that simply just for the fact that everyone would. Not be like, oh, it's like the original. Everyone be like, ha, it's Nick Fury. No, you mean so? I'll just be like, eh. yeah, and and Raven, yeah, and Paul, and Ichi. 
to. Yeah. Did you say the original Ghost Ball? Yeah, but it's not like he actually cared. That's true. Um, so, yeah. So, like, they, they discover the remains of, I guess, the... I think it, I think it was the male Muto. No, no, they found the remains of a older Godzilla. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, there's so there's another one. Yeah. Oh. So Godzilla, his origins this time around are kind of still in mystery. Hopefully, it's it, it's explained in night in the upcoming movie. Well, like I think they said that like he that's the same Godzilla from 1954. Yeah. So in 1954. That's when Godzilla first emerged yeah. into the world, in which all the nuclear testing wasn't really testing. It was to destroy him. Yeah, they were trying to kill him. So, the, the, which means that, like, it's interesting that, like, Godzilla isn't, in this movie, he isn't, uh, like, made from us. He was just, he's just this creature that's always been around for God knows how long. Yeah, in which, in this movie, they don't refer to them, but, um... Dr. Serizawa, Ken Watanabe's character, he mentions how long before the dinosaurs, there were giant creatures. Because apparently the Earth was covered with more radiation back in the past somehow. I'm, I guess so. I'm not sure. I don't know how radiation works. Me neither. But what happened is basically they fed on this radiation. And over time, they went deeper underground into like the Earth's core. Simply because there's more radiation down there, mm-hmm. and that's why they—that's why we haven't seen them. Yeah. So what happens is that, so Godzilla is technically a prehistoric dinosaur in this movie, who feeds on radiation. And uh, when this movie came out, he was the tallest Godzilla to date. Uh, when this movie came out, being at 108 meters. Yep. And which. Or, no, wait, I think he was 110 and Kong's 108. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure. I'm going to double check that quickly. But now Godzilla Earth is like the fucking tallest. Oh, I don't fucking count him. He's hey. no Godzilla. Hey. He's a fucking tree. Hey, Godzilla Earth is awesome. Um, he was. So, yeah, the so rest I guess, of yeah. So then they, like, find out that, like, oh, there's a, there's a trail. So, yeah, he's 108 meters tall. Okay. And then Shin Godzilla's like, hold my beer, and made him 118.5 meters tall. And, and then you have Godzilla Earth that's like over 300 meters. Yeah, uh, where's that one? Oh, here it is. Yeah, 300 yeah, meters that, tall. That, that's Godzilla Earth. Like, we'll, we'll put the picture in it, but like, god damn. Like, he's, he's, cause like, and again, like in Godzilla Monster Planet, like, just like, like, only watch part one. Part two and three were garbage. Oh, yeah. I, Okay, so I did that whole tier tier list thing, mm-hmm. what, what people do. I'm like, well, I've seen all the Godzilla movies. I was currently in the Godzilla mood when making that list. So I made I just put all the movies in like a tier list, which I put the first anime film in like the D or C rank because I'm like, it wasn't that bad. But then the other two are straight F. Yep. It's like, no. No. Yeah, he still looks fucking awesome, though. Um, yeah, so then we cut to Japan, where Brian Cranston's character, Joe... Oh, Brian fucking Cranston. Yeah, so he, he was one of the biggest selling points for this movie, because, like, in the trailer, like, uh, one of the first trailers I saw, it's, like, him talking in the interrogation room, or whatever, like that, being, like, was you know, there there's quick. something out there! Something killed my wife! And, like... Like... Let's talk, you all know it. Let's talk about him and the whole selling point of 
around it. Yeah. So when this movie came out, Breaking Bad, uh, Brian Cranston's TV show on AMC, was currently in its fourth or fifth season. I think it was on its fifth season, mm. and then it was wrapping up. But what happened was, he, so he did the movie. He's only in it for like the first half hour, per se. Yeah. Like first 30 minutes and then his character, unfortunately, gets killed off. Which Spoilers is... for a five-year-old movie. Uh, but yeah, he gets killed off. And then we follow his son, who is played by Aaron Taylor Johnson, a.k.a. Kick-Ass, a.k.a. AKA Quicksilver. Marvel Studios Quicksilver. Yeah, yeah. From he's, Avengers he's Age played, Voltron. He plays Ford. Yeah, he played Ford. His name's Ford. For some reason. Stupid name name your fucking kid. Fucking Ford. <laughs> you named him after a car. You, congratulations, you named him after the... You named him after Toronto's mayor. So, so Brian Cranston's character Joe, he works at a, like a nuclear power plant, and like, who else is it? Who else is there? Gary Chalk. Yeah, Gary Chalk's in the background. He has one line. Yeah, he has one line. But like, we're just watching it, and be like, it's Gary Chalk. It's, it's Optimus Primal. He just shows up randomly in these movies. Apparently, he's also in the uh, what was it? The Predator. Yeah, he's in the Predators. The Postman. Yeah, he, yeah, he's in the Predators. Yeah. He's also in Power Rangers. In a, uh, in deleted scene. Yeah, in a deleted scene. And then he's gonna be in the Sonic movie. Oh yeah, he's also in the Sonic movie. And in Watchmen. And what? Yeah, he was one of the generals in Watchmen. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah. He gets around. He, he just he's good for minor roles. Dude, if I ever met him, be like, oh dude. I loved your Watchmen. Remembering Godzilla. Or he had that one line and be like, no, I don't remember that. And then I would talk about him with, like, Sonic Underground. So, yeah, so, like, essentially, like, the whole plot of this whole movie is just, like, there's two, there's two kaijus, and they're called, they're nicknamed, they're designated the Mutos. So there's a male Muto and there's a female Muto. So the male Muto has, like, is smaller, has wings, and then the female Muto is, like, the bigger one, like, the alpha, and, like, you know, it's, it, they're, they're just, they're trying to breed, like, they're, they're trying to mate, and, like, they, like, the, the, the incident that happens is, like, the, the, the male Muto, whatever, like that, it's, like, awake, and it's trying to call its mate, and so that's what causes, like, the earthquake, and, like, it sends out an electromagnetic pulse, and, and, which, and then, it causes a breach in the, the power plant, which causes, like, gas to leak, and it's, like, trying to escape from the power plant, so, uh, Joe's wife is trapped down there because, like, he sent them down to, like, go investigate to see what, why these, like, seismic activities are happening. Yeah. But then they get, they get trapped down there, and it's actually, I gotta say, Brian Cranston, holy fuck. Oh, his acting is phenomenal in this movie. Brian like, Cranston in anything. Like, you see that, like, you, you see him, he's waiting for his wife, like, he, he even asked, like, uh, like, the, his assistant, like, uh. To make sure that the machine is on manual. It's on manual so he can, like, lock it himself so it doesn't automatically do it. And then he just, like, he doesn't see her going, running down, but then, like, the gas is coming towards, and you just see him just, like, scream, like, ah, because, like, he doesn't want to close the door, but he knows if he doesn't do it, like, fucking thousands of people are going to die. Yeah, so basically, yeah, because, like, uh, like, the other scientists are basically saying, like, if that leaks in, like, if that leaks out, the entire city will probably get white, like, will probably get contaminated with radioactivity. Or if you shut it in, only five people die. No, only five people die. And yeah. so, like, he sees, like, the, his wife, like, make it to the door, and, like, you know, he's just, like, she's like, oh, take care of her son, be a good father to him, and then, like, but, of course, he ends up not doing that because he becomes, like, obsessed with finding out, like, 
No, the signal wasn't just like an, uh, a random earthquake. It was like something fucking did this. And so he it, spends 15 years trying to like figure out what the fuck this is. You know what it should have been? Hmm? You, you know who it should have been? Oh, Godzilla was responsible for it? It should have been Godzilla. Like, not the Muto. No, but that's the thing now, Gar. Like, Godzilla's not the villain anymore in these movies. He's he's the hero, and that's what that's what people are trying to establish him now. It's like, oh, he's a hero monster. People don't understand that he used to be a fucking like destructive monster that didn't care about fucking humanity. Remember in Godzilla versus King Ghidorah, right? He beat up King Ghidorah. It's like, all right, so now what? Now Godzilla's off fucking rampage, destroying Tokyo. It's like, oh shit, it's still Godzilla. Yeah, so. Freaking Godzilla 2000. How did that movie end? Fucking Japan's in flames because Godzilla just wiped it out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it cuts to 15 years later. Ford Ford's now like an older man. He's in the army. He's in the navy specifically. And he has a wife. He has a five-year-old son. Let's talk about his wife. Fucking played by Elizabeth Olsen, a.k.a. Scarlet Witch. So what's funny for me is that I saw this movie after I saw Age of Ultron, so I just saw them and I was like, "Oh, that's that's cute. Like they're in this movie together. They see them kissing. Ah! <laughs> they're brother and sister, man." I'm not going to make that joke because I am a mature person. I think of it as they're both actors. Yeah. And it's just a coincidence that they were both in the same movies. Chris Hemsworth and what's her name though? That's. Oh, don't even get me started with that might be international. I do not care. That I do not care. I'm, never, I'm, re- I'm refusing to watch that movie. Oh, it's on your... I've never, I've are, never... are you blacklisting it? Kind of, yeah. Wow. I do not want to see it might be international. All right, it is confirmed. Lane has blacklisted Men Black International. I love Gar's, my, Gar's joke with this, my favorite. Just call it MIB4! <laughs> just call it MIB4. No, I, I don't. I just I, I saw the trailer for MIB International. I just I think that's one of the reasons too is because fucking Chris Hemsworth and Valkyrie's actor fucking yeah. together. So I'm like, you already had that. It's called Thor Ragnarok. Which, th- that that is a problem sometimes with casting people. Mm-hmm. It's like, yes, they work together in Thor Ragnarok. And yes, they're also in the new Men Black movie coming out. But that's also, like, you're just going to make people remember Thor Ragnarok. You're like, oh, yeah, they were Alright, they already did this. Yeah. It's kind of like when, uh, she was also in Creed. Yeah, that blew with, my mind. With Michael B. Jordan. And, uh, that I didn't mind, be, like, because Michael B. Jordan was also in the MCU, but he wasn't interacting with her. Yeah. Um, anyways. Anyway, sorry. No, it's okay. So, yeah, so Elizabeth Olsen plays, uh, his wife. wife and you know they're like he just got home from being like on tour or whatever like that like in somewhere isn't he like a bomb expert or something he, yeah so he he's he's part of he's part of the ordnance disposal unit so he's responsible for like disarming bombs and like towns and stuff like that like have you ever seen the movie the hurt locker that's purely a movie about mainly about bomb disposal so it's, it's actually if you're into like military movies and stuff like that, Hurt Locker is really good. It's directed by a woman too, so oh. it was like one Oscar, I think. Damn. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's really good. I think. Oh yeah. Um. Uh, Aaron Aaron Paul's in it. He's the main character. I'm pretty sure. Oh, Aaron. Pretty sure. Who was also in Breaking Bad? Yeah, he was. But he's he's, just... he's currently 
more famous now for being. I think he's. Yeah, he's still. Bojack Horseman, right? Yeah, he's he's in Bojack Horseman as um. Oh, I can't remember his name right now. Todd. Oh, never mind. Jeremy Renner's the main character in Hurt Locker. Oh, Jeremy. Yeah, Hawkeye, Hawkeye and Falcon are in it. <laughs> oh, and Guy Pierce. And oh, and Evangeline Lilly, Wasp, Hawkeye, the Mandarin, and the Falcon are all in this movie. I didn't realize. I never watched that movie. Anyways, Anyways, sorry about that. Sorry for fucking. I would rather talk about. Actors in movies than Godzilla 2014. Oh uh, no! But, okay, so yeah, so he finds out that his father got arrested in Japan because he went to the quarantine zone of the city, like where the power plant was, uh, where the incident happened. So then he's like, brings him, he goes to him, and his dad's like, oh, blah blah blah, blah. like, oh, you know, the, oh same, the, the, the same, the same signal that happened 15 years ago came up again. So like, it's not a coincidence. So he convinces them, like, okay, let, 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 let's go. Let's go back to our old house so I can find my old reading so I can, like, prove that it's, it's real. Mm-hmm. So they go there, and they find out that the, pla- the place isn't actually, like, covered in radiation. Yeah. It was, it was covered up by the military. Yeah, because, like, he pulls out his reader, and it just says zero. Yeah, and also he saw, like, a bunch of dogs. Yeah, yeah, it's like a bunch of dogs running by. It's like, oh, man, I feel sorry for those dogs. It's like, man, those dogs would be dead from radiation. Nope. No, and then like he just takes off his mask. His and son's like, "What are you doing?" And it's like, "It's clean." Yeah, it's air's clean. So they go to their house and they find the signal, but then they get picked up by the military or by like Monarch, I guess. And so speaking of Monarch, we noticed something in the movie oh, last yeah. night. Mm-hmm. So there's a little bug case right in like Aaron Taylor Johnson's room. Ford, sorry, Ford's characters. Ford's room. Yeah, in Ford's room, and like. It's a mishmash of, like, letters and such together. But when you look at it, it says Mafra. Yeah. There's also a ton of Mafra, like, references in this movie. Like, in the uh, in in the flashback when he was a kid, on the, on the wall there was a thing about moths. Like, insects. And it's, like, also in Monarch. Freaking Monarch. Giant butterfly. Giant butterfly. Moth. Moth. Fucking Mothra everywhere, man. Hey, Mothra's awesome. Ugh. Um, yeah, so then they get picked up by Monarch, and, like, that's when Brian Cranston goes on, like, one of his probably best speeches, like, his best speech in the movie. And if you've seen the trailer, that's it. That, that's it. Like, he, so he's just like, I know you guys are all fucking hiding this, you all covered it up, like, you know there's something out there that's, that caused this, it's not a fucking random earthquake. And then what happens is the Muto, the, the male Muto wakes up. Yeah, so what happens is that the Muto at the beginning of the movie was in a larvae form. Yeah. But we never see the larvae form. No. And once it reached the the nuclear... The plant, yeah. yeah. the nuclear plant, mm-hmm. it went into a chrysalis state. Like, it turned into a cocoon. 15, 15 years later, it hatched, and now it's trying to find its mate. Yeah, so it can help it, like... Re- rebuild the population, I guess. And, yeah, make little mini Mutos. Now, let's quickly talked about how this movie is it introduced a original kaiju for this movie i'm actually glad they did that because the mutos are actually pretty cool looking they're like kind of like these weird like bug like things mm-hmm. and they, i like the sounds they make it i don't know why but for me it gave off a xenomorph feel yeah just with it like with it being like the same color and like kind of like the same aesthetic a bit 
I mean, that color, because, like, all Xenomorphs are just all, like, this, like, gooey black color. Well, um, Mutos are also ch- no, Muto, Muto, charcoal blackish. No, 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 Mutos were, like, they're, like, a brown color. Were they a brown yeah. color? Oh, yeah. Uh, I couldn't tell, because this entire no, movie's we, kind of filmed at night. No, 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 no. When, you, when, they're, they're, when one of them's parading around uh, New, Las Vegas, it's, it's daytime. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um... So yeah, so the thing hatches, and then like it's fucking up everything in the power plant or whatever like that, and then unfortunately uh, Joe gets uh, uh, hit, and he like you know you think he's gonna survive, which honestly I wish he did survive the whole movie because he would have been great teaming up with Doctor Sarazawa. That would that this would have been awesome. Make him the mad scientist. Sure, but he was kind of just there to a promote the movie and b just be like. Hey, like, guess what? It's not bullshit. It was a monster that caused this. And hey, guess what? We got your money now. You're stuck watching the rest of the movie. Um, so then, yeah. So unfortunately, he dies because he got like huge internal bleeding and stuff like that. Um, and so like he, he tells Ford like, "Oh, go be with your family, whatever like that." So he tries everything to go back. So like the military takes over the operation from Doctor Serizawa and like this admiral guy throughout the entire movie is just like, yeah, like in control of everything and so like ford takes like uh it's like oh yeah we'll, we'll take you on this helicopter we'll take you to hawaii and then you can take a charter flight back to san francisco so you can be with your family and it's like okay so then it goes to they go to hawaii and like you know he meets this kid who gets lost from his parents and gives him a figure like a military fig- uh, army guy figure eh, that doesn't really and then so then that. yeah so the muto like causes a bunch of sh- uh, blackout around the island and then like, Sarazara starts talking to the Admiral, and it's like, oh, yeah, well, there's also this other monster, and, like, the Admiral's like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, yeah, there's, we call him Gojira. Yeah, that is something in this movie. Dr. Sarazawa, for the entire movie... Has already been, like... Yeah, they know of it. Yeah, they've been following him. They refer... He... He's the only person in this movie to refer to Godzilla as Gojira. Mm-hmm. Where everyone else calls him Godzilla. Yeah, because that's the, the that when you when you, when an English person would hear Gojira, they just they're like, oh Godzilla, like that makes sense. That's why like in the '98 Godzilla movie, like the he he like, like the joke around it being like it's like Godzilla, and yeah. then like it's the, Gojira, like, it's you, moron. you moron, yeah. So I like that. Hey, Gorgon, no, no, no. Goron, Gorgon, moron. Uh. So then, yeah, so Godzilla shows up, and it's actually really fucking cool when he shows up, and then, like... Because, like, every, like, tsunami hits, everyone's just fucking running for it. Oh, yeah, people are, like, dying, yeah. like, so many people are dead. Yeah. Lens flares are going off into the sky, and it's just, like, you see how big he is, and it's, like, he finally shows up at the one hour mark of the movie. Does his roar. Yeah, like, it does a pan shot, which this movie was directed by Gareth Edwards. He also did... Rogue One. He, he also did Rogue One, Star Wars Story. Which, I like his I like his films. I think those are the only two that I've seen of his. I'm not entirely sure what else he has directed, but yeah, Godzilla shows up at right at the one hour mark, and then we cut away. So yeah, that one, of the, one was... of the biggest complaints people had about, especially hardcore Godzilla fans, about this movie was that like it didn't really have him. Like every time it would about to show him fight, it would cut away. So like. The closest we got to him actually, like, fighting on in Hawaii was we saw it on TV. Like, uh, like you know, uh, Ford's son, Sammy, is watching at home on the news, and you just see them kind of button heads, and then it cuts to... Oh. So apparently he's only just done just 
Godzilla in Rogue One, but he also did a movie back in 2010 called Monsters. Also, he cameoed in The Last Jedi as uh, a soldier. Okay. He was beside the guy who was like, salt. Oh, yeah, that was him. Well, he wasn't the guy who said it was salt. It was the, He was the soldier beside the guy who yeah. said salt. Right. Um, anyways, um, so, yeah, he's only, he's only done three movies. Um, so anyways, uh, so that, that, that was a big complaint people had. Me, I kinda, I'm okay with it, because it kind of, like, because then, like, later, like, he goes to fight with the, the female Muto in Vegas, but then it just cuts to, like, oh, it's already happened. Like, I, I already fucked you up. Well, and then, and then when they cut to them in San Francisco, it's, um... That's when like, you finally see a fight. No, but, like, before that, like, he's about to fight the male Muto, like, the flying one, and, like, we see, like, Elizabeth Olsen's character, like, running into uh, this, like, building with a bunch of people, and you just see the doors closing just as they're about to fight, and like, it's, like, everyone's like, come on! Like, but, like, I, I kind of see it, I, 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 like, I, I understand, but I'm not mad about it, because I'm, like, I'm, like... I'm not mad, I'm just kind of disappointed. Because I know in the next movie we're going to see... Like, it was very disappointing. And, uh, you know what, to quote James Rolfe, it's unacceptable, in a way. The first time, that's fine. Doing it the other two times, that's just unacceptable. Mm -hmm. People came to see Godzilla. People want to see Godzilla. We don't give a shit about Aaron Taylor Johnson... And how he gets mixed up into all this. Yeah. It's like. But then it's just like it's all about oh we need to like distract like distract him with this whole uh, like we're gonna distract them by like putting this because like the MP like knocks out like fucking everything so they need to like move this like nuclear missile on like a like a on a train, and so like. Ford's like, oh, I can go on this train because it's going to San Francisco. I can see my family. So he tries to convince, like, the commander there just being like, oh, you need me. I'm, I'm so good. Blah, blah, blah. And so, like, he, he gets, he, you know what? He gets thrown around a lot in this movie, but, like, he should have died. Like, he got thrown off. He jumped off a bridge because, like, the train got caught on fire. And they, like, were trying to outrun it, but, like, everybody can the train. And so he somehow ends up, like, surviving that. And then... He gets thrown around again after, like, blowing up the eggs, which I actually liked the attention to detail with the female Muto, because it's, like, she sees the explosion at the nest where she laid her eggs, and she, like, walks over, sees the eggs are all torched, and you just see her going, like, no, like, my babies! Oh, and then, oh, you mean, and like, then, and then, you mean, like, in another certain movie? Yeah, right? And then, and then, like, uh, Ford makes a sound, and then she, like, notices him, and then she's, like, I guess she puts two and two together and be like, you killed my babies! And then, like, what I love about this Godzilla is, is, oh, fuck it, like, the soldiers are stupid, because, like, Sarah's always trying to tell the, ad, like, the military admiral just being like, be like, no, like, he's on our side, he's here to restore balance to the world, and then he'll fuck off. But he's like, no, you have to destroy all three of them, and, like, Sarah's always like, no, let them fight, let them fight. <laughs> we, just, we just get to that scene, just Oh, is that? Is that? Go home. <laughs> um. So yeah. So like, God, they accidentally attack Godzilla because they think he's like trying to destroy everything. He's kind of like the Hulk in a way. Sort of. So then, like, he just he he just, Godzilla just doesn't like give a fuck because he doesn't he's not aware about everything. So he kind of just like 
smashes through the Golden Gate Bridge because he's just like, I, I don't care. Like, I'm just trying to get to my to the Muto so I can kill them. Um, but then we get to, like, a scene in the movie where, like, he uses his atomic breath. It's fucking yeah. awesome. Like, you see it, like, going through his tail, and it's, like, all glowing. You just hear, whoom, 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 and then just, and, uh, like, it actually looks like blue fire, and I like that. Yeah, and, like, even the soldiers are like, what the fuck was that? Oh, shit, he can breathe fucking fire. Did he just breathe fucking fire? Holy fuck. Fucking boys. Um, so the, oh God, Man, wonder, Godzilla. wonder if I use that on my joint. Ricky, you can't use Godzilla's fucking atomic breath to light up your fucking joint. <laughs> and then we get like another cool scene there where he goes up to the female Muto and he just fucking like atomic breaths down his fucking neck, uh, down his throat, and it's decapitates it's so cool. it. Yeah, and like if you watch if you watch Cinema Wins, like I'm a huge fan of Cinema Wins. During, like, his everything great about Godzilla, he gets to that part, and you just see, like, the wind counter just go, like, ding! Just, like, increase the numbers, and he actually, like, he jokingly in the video passes out, because it was so awesome. Um, and yeah, so Godzilla kills both of them, but then he, like, gets exhausted, and he, like, collapses, collapses and so everyone thinks he's dead. And then I actually kind of like it that they're, like, kind of surrounding him, and then he just kind of goes, no. Oh, fuck! Fuck! So he gets up, and then, like, they, on the news, they label him King of the Monsters, and, uh, Savior of the city, question mark. <laughs> yeah, and then, um, and, uh, he just, like, lets out one more giant roar, which, I like his roar in this movie, it sounds really organic. The, the one time he does, he does it probably, like, three, three times. times. Three times. Or, like, four times, iconically. First time, it was cool. The third time when he defeats the Muto, that was cool. The last time he does it was also cool. But there's one shot where I cannot like it. Mm. It was the shot where um, Ford he sees the female Muto with all the eggs, and like he sees and, like Godzilla shows up and he just j- does like a giant roar. That I can't like because just of the way that his mouth looks, it throws me off. Because oh. it's like this doesn't feel right. Mm. Uh yeah, and then he just. It ends usually how Godzilla movies usually end. Swims to the ocean, continues on his merry old way. So, like, peace has been restored. I'm Godzilla. I'm out. <laughs> Good night. Uh, so yeah. So overall, like, Toy Four fourteen Godzilla. I personally like it. I think it's a really good movie. I like what Gareth Edwards did with it. I like what Legendary did with it, and I like this Godzilla. He looks really cool because he's like he like, looks like a bear. <laughs> The courage is like a bear. Well, I like I love bears. I'm a bear animal, so. Um, but yeah, no, I like this movie. I thought the acting was good. I thought like the story, it was nice. I liked the original kaiju's. They were cool, and I just, mm. I, I thought it was good. Like, sure, we didn't get a lot of Godzilla in it, but I think that was like, kind of like the point. It was just like you know. However, there was also Kong Skull Island. That fixed the problems. That everyone says about Godzilla. Oh, yeah, because Kong was in it a lot. Kong was the main focus of the story. There were more daytime scenes. It was just the characters... Like, there was more of a character-driven story. Like, things felt better with, with Kong. So, Legendary understood that, yes, Godzilla was hit and miss with people. But we're at least fixing it, and we're going to keep making them. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, and now with King of the Monsters, like, 
It's just gonna be kaijus fucking fighting kaijus. That's all we're gonna get. It's gonna be awesome. We're gonna see fucking Godzilla beat the shit. And King Ghidorah. Uh, King fucking Ghidorah. So, yeah. So, overall, I, I enjoy 2014 Godzilla. I think it's a really good movie. I also enjoy it for some parts of it. Like, the whole, everything with Sarazawa, I like. Aaron Taylor Johnson, not so much. Yeah, no, I can understand why people didn't. Like, he was okay. He was just generic as fuck. So. Hell, his kid was kind of... Like, I'm just thinking about it now. Like, if you wrote the kid out of the movie, the movie would still be the same. Just, oh, he's just trying to get back to his... Like, he starts trying to get back to his wife. Yeah. Maybe, maybe she's... You know what would have made it a bit more scary? Hmm? To think that, like, say if he didn't have a kid... He got home after the military. His wife's pregnant. Yeah. And it's like... That's oh, why. All this is going down. So, like, now now he's like, I gotta be there. I have to be there for my, my, my newborn son. Yeah. I gotta be there for my kid. Yeah. And, like, the whole, like, the whole scene at the beginning, it was... It was hit and miss with me. Everything with Brian Cranston was fine, but I don't think there should have been the time skip. That should have just been, like, this is happening then and now. Why did the Muto need to wait 15 years? Mm-hmm. And how come the other Muto didn't, like, come straight to the egg? Well, because it, it was explaining. It was like, oh, it, it was... It was it was feeding off of the radiation. It, yeah, it was feeding off radiation so that I could, like, eventually go meet with it, so... Yeah. Also, the abandoned city in Japan. I'm just saying that could have been a better place to have the final fight. Well, we have to go back there and take the losses. Just, there's no one there. We can blow everything up and no one would care. Right. Uh, if I recommend anything, if you don't like this movie, actually, no, there are two YouTube videos that I would recommend. First one being... How it should have ended Godzilla. Godzilla 2014. Because mm-hmm. that's kind of funny. In a way. Because uh, Man of Steel also came out like a year prior to this movie. So that's also funny. How like Godzilla basically destroyed half the city and everyone praises him. But Superman destroys half the city and everyone hates him. And then there's also James Rolfe's re-review of the movie. In which... Like, he gives his own critique, and he also gives his idea of what the movie should have been. Mm-hmm. Which, I kind of like his idea for the movie a bit more. Uh, but with that, that is Kaiju Sentai Ultra Ranger, episode 82, Take a Guessera. Take a Guessera. And next, next time, we don't really have anything planned. It's just, hey... We're going to talk about just two episodes of Ultraman. We'll maybe come up with a discussion topic. Who knows? Yep. But for now, it's just next time we just got two episodes. Yep. So as always, schwa for now, everyone. Schwa for now. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of Kaiju Sentai Ultraranger. We appreciate your dedication for listening. If you have an opinion on the news or shows we talked about, leave a comment down below. Hashtag comments for Lane. If you want to check us out on other social media pages, you can check out our Twitter pages 
As always, you can follow me at twitter.com slash You can follow me at twitter.com slash lane double underscore. For other pages, you can find my blog, Gar's Toku Blogs, on facebook.com. And while you're on Facebook, why not give Radio Sentai Cast Ranger a follow? For older episodes of our shows, you can find them at castranger.podbean.com. And we also have some merch, such as t-shirts and bags, available at tpublic.com. That's all for this exciting episode of Kaiju Sentai Ultra Ranger. Until next time, schwa for now! now.